NHL season is heating up and there's never been a better time to get in on the action. Whether you're looking to hammer an Austin Matthews anytime goal or ride the puck line with the Montreal Canadiens, our partners at SignUp Expert want to make sure you're ready to sweat your bets with one of the best. SignUp Expert is looking f- to hook up our listeners with one of the newest sports books available in Canada, Batano. Batano is home to some of the best odds when it comes to betting on the NHL and offers unique markets, including virtual soccer and basketball. All you have to do to get started is scan that QR code on your screen or click the link in the description to register and place that first bet. If you thought the Vancouver Canucks have been the best surprise of the season so far, wait until you try Batano. Don't walk, run to get into Batano today. Scan that QR code or hit the link in the description to get started and start sweating the bets with the best. Always remember to bet responsibly and within your means. Viewers must be 19 plus for or sign up on Batano. So, good morning, Maple Leafs fans, hockey fans, wherever you are. If you are here at home in Toronto or maybe you're over in Stockholm, Sweden, the Leafs finally pull out uh, another good win on, on the Global Series over in Stockholm. And who else to win it, right? Who else to win it but William Nylander, son of Stockholm, son of great NHL player Michael Nylander. And in a game that they looked like they were on the penalty kill for the most of, even though oh, they weren't. Goodness. That second period. Uh, that second period and even the third period. They had, what, a total yeah. of five shots in the third period. Uh, doesn't matter. You know, still get two points, and the Leafs get to come home winning both games over in Sweden. So how do you think it's gone so far? We'll talk about the game in just a second. Obviously, make sure you hit like and subscribe. But, Armand, welcome to Game Over. Good morning. How do you think the game, the games have gone for the Leafs over there? Pretty good in Sweden. I mean, the Swedes came up big. Obviously, William Nylander again. Uh, I think Morgan Riley got player of the game, but uh, I think they just didn't want to give it to Nylander twice. You know, man two almost, Rolexes. I was going to say, man almost walked up <laughs> with two Rolexes. Two Rolexes. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, just about as good as it could have gone. This game wasn't necessarily the best, and we did play both teams in Stockholm. We're on the second half of a back-to-back, so we kind of had, you know, a good schedule when it came to to the Sweden trip. But aside from the second period, I thought we were actually pretty good throughout. Even in the third period, you know, yeah, that one was a little weak, but <laughs> four points out of four, what can you say? Yeah. And William Nylander, like the stories just write themselves. Yeah. It's, Storybook it's, ending. I mean, his family looked absolutely jacked. It looks like his whole family was there for both games, which is a little bit unsurprising. He was talking before the series started that he wasn't sure he was ever going to be able to play an NHL game in Stockholm. So we can only guess how much yeah. it meant to him. Um, and, and to be able the, to play it in front of his grandma, his grandma and his sisters and his dad and his mom and everybody else, it must have been so special for him. And I'm so glad that he got the game winner today. The only thing that could have made this trip better is if they announce a William Nylander oh, contract extension. I was, that was the only thing that I was like praying for oh, this man, entire time. You and me both. I if he, I really thought they were gonna like sign him this weekend. Just because yeah, dude, I was almost certain of it. But I like, was, you know. I was ready. Like I have the jersey saved to my brand new phone in the cart. Like I'm ready to order it. So that I'm actually going to to Stockholm in May, which I'm very excited about. And I have gotten the heads up from my wife that I'm allowed to uh, buy William Nylander jersey. But I want to make sure that he's resigning before I buy that because like <laughs> yeah, it's least, gonna awkward. Like it's gonna be so bad if I show up in like a. Anyway, let's not talk about things that we don't want to happen. Regardless, the the Leafs show up uh, on a sleepy Sunday morning for us against playing against the team that looks like they're wearing pajamas, which is only fitting. Um, I hope you've had coffee. I hope you've had breakfast. And I hope that you are ready to start the day with game over because I'm excited that we get to, to do this so lot early. Like, I'm not used to, like, backlighting. Yeah, not yeah, exactly. We got the like washed out lighting on my curtains over here, but yeah, I'm not used to having to set an alarm to watch a Leafs game. So yeah, that was something new. And I'm glad that they won. Like I would have been so cheesed if it, they wake me up at seven thirty in the morning to start watching the game and making notes, and then they play the whole game the way they did and then lose. Like that would have been brutal. Yeah, but doesn't matter because Leafs make it to overtime, by the skin of their teeth. Honestly, the Joseph Wall really keeping them in the in the third period. Holy cow. He was their best player in the third period for sure. Busy, yeah. busy man. Um, he looked great all game, and we're going to talk about all of that. So let's start off right at the beginning, shall we? Uh, the Leafs allowed multiple shots right to start off the game. The wraparound attempt 
saved by Joseph Wall in the first like 30 seconds made the hair on my arm stand up. Uh, Not a, not a strong start. Um, I'm sure that there is some jet lag experienced by the team, but for a team that's playing for both of their opponents to be on back-to-backs and we look like we're on the back-to-back, it it didn't look super good. And unfortunately, John Merrill gets the, his first in 49 games because of course, and the Leafs go down early, but Luckily, Tavares hits a post not long after that, and then the Minnesota Wild take a roughing penalty. The Leafs get a power play. And finally, 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 Austin Matthews finally scores a goal. He's gone, what, it was like four games where he didn't score there for a minute? Yeah, yeah, it's been it's been a while, actually. And he with that goal, he ties uh, Kyle Connor as the league leader in, in goals scored now at 14. And William yeah. Nylander got a point there as well, continued his streak. Yep. Yep, and it would not be the last time that we heard from him that game. Uh, <laughs> Willie looked so good. He looked so good today. I don't yeah. know. I mean, he's looked good all season, right? I don't think it's just the the excellent tap water that exists in Stockholm. But he just looks – he he must be just tickled pink that he gets to play back at home, right? Like, yeah. he, he yeah. just looked – every time he touched the puck, it felt like something was going to happen. Yeah, it's nice because he started the season hot, obviously, like, with the point streak and then that just yeah. continues you know getting to go home to to sweden play in front of a bunch of his family it's just like a, a mood lifter and it's like yeah he's he showed up i was really worried that the streak would end in sweden and that would just Ugh. really suck going into the detroit game imagine but, uh, he's yeah, held like man. pointless if he's held yeah exactly in both series. games like that would be so sad and i was yeah. like that was the most leafy thing that could potentially happen going into this uh sweden Absolutely. Trip. so i'm glad that he showed up in 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 typical willie styles fashion with that game winner too but yeah on the on the first like the, the leaf started off pretty slow like yeah the first 10 minutes, I don't know what, it was bad. I think we got like one shot in like the first seven minutes or something like that. It was something, you know, low at least. And on yeah. that uh, goal shot, that uh, the shots John were, Merrill scored. Yeah, go ahead. The shots were eight to two, nine minutes in in favor of yeah. Minnesota. Like yeah. it was not and, a good start. Yeah. And when we were, you know, even in the second and third period, our shot count was pretty low. When we were not at our best this game, we were really struggling to create chances. And, you know, we started off like that as well. Um, the first goal that they scored against uh, Wall, um, Wall looked a little shaky on that one, which worried me a little for the rest of the game. He very much stood on his head for the rest of the game. So luckily that didn't, uh, uh, you know, kind of come out uh, later in the game. But Robertson on that play was rough. Yeah. And, that third line, I think, struggled for most of the night. They were really the only line that I think struggled for the most part. But uh, an ozone draw, Robertson makes an ill-advised pass, and it gets picked off. And because it was a you know a pass up to the point, you know they have an odd man rush. It's an easy entry, and then prolonged possession for them, and then yep. a point shot that Robertson can't block, and he's not really aggressive in terms of blocking it, and it finds its way in the back of the net. Luckily, I think, uh, you know, Robertson had a decent game after that, but that's one of the things that I think needs to, you know, he needs to fix in his game. Um, And he's showcased that he fixed that throughout the rest of the game, so I'm not really worried about it this season, but puck management in previous seasons within the NHL game uh, was a bit of an issue, and uh, he's been a lot better about it recently, but that's one where it's like, you got to manage the puck better. You can't be giving it up in the O-zone to allow for an easy entry and then prolonged, you know, and that line's not defensively all that good anyways. So yeah, it was just a rough first goal, I would say for that line. And uh, so I'm glad we kind of got it back early and ended the first period really hot. Actually. The first two goals by Minnesota were from basically the same spot, like maybe five feet from the blue line from distance. I think Joseph will might've seen it a little bit, but it, it was a lot of, there was a lot of screening happening. Yeah. And the a lot Leafs, of flying screens, yeah. Yes, and not only that, but the Leafs were having just a heck of a time trying to keep it out of their own zone. Even if, there were more, there was more than one opportunity in the first period for the Leafs to clear, and they just couldn't get it past the blue line. And it was just pressure, 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 pressure. It yeah, really and- felt like they struggled in their own end for the whole, like three quarters of the game, honestly. 
and credit to the wild there i mean they played less than 24 hours ago like this yep. was an early game for them to after playing last night yeah they played That's last night it was tough and they were relentless on the four check so credit to them yeah they definitely you know for a team that has had trouble scoring recently i think they've been scored in their last multiple games like 16 to 7 or something was the stat on the tv yeah um for a team that struggled, they looked they looked very connected tonight. And the the first half of the game, even though the second half of the first period, the Leafs did look a little bit better. Boy, did it just! I was really prepared to have a bit of a like a bummer yeah. game over. Yeah. Like it was just <laughs> yeah. just the way yeah. that they started. They looked like they were still sleeping. They looked like yeah. they were the team that was in pajamas. It looked like yeah, they didn't and- have breakfast. It was just they were disconnected, and it was just it was it was one of those games where they have the first or second commercial break, and I'm like, this this is gonna be a long game. <laughs> and honestly, like the best portion of this game for the Leafs was the second half of that first period. Yes, and and it was really they didn't really control play for the rest of that, but for that like I would say ten minutes, they mm-hmm. controlled the majority of the play, and they got rewarded for it pretty quickly with the Matthews goal. And then Nyes as well, uh, being able to get that one-timer off. And also Giordano <laughs> the, saving his oh own. Oh, my gosh. Was, yeah. Oh, God. After that happened, because that was before we scored, uh, uh, Matthew scored his the, the first goal for the Leafs. I was like, oh, it's going to be one of those games. Yeah. You know, like yep. he literally kicks it out with his own skate. Uh, well, then just times. before just before the Leafs scored, um, Nylander and Tavares had that just absurd opportunity that yeah. that were were uh, Tavares at the post, and it, yeah. like we all I thought that it went in, but it hit the top bar, and I was just like, it felt like I mean, uh, you know, I actually at the beginning of the game I always write down like a couple of points right at the top of the page there, and I was like, oh, Joseph Ball starting, and then I went. I forgot that they have Mark Andrew, Mark Andre Fleury. <laughs> yeah. Noted Ellen Walsh client, Mark Andre Fleury. <laughs> um, and so I was a little bit worried that we were going to get goalied, and it felt like the Leafs were kind of goalieing themselves. Now again, they didn't have like the first half of the first period to only get two shots, and even in the third period, they didn't feel like they were creating enough chances, but it felt like that was because they weren't playing well enough defensively to give themselves an opportunity to have offense. You know what yeah. I mean? Like they weren't, yeah. they weren't getting in this in the lanes the, the way that they did. Like the second period, they looked a little bit better, even though I don't have a lot of notes. That like the the second half of the first period, the Leafs after they kind of shook the ice off their bodies a little bit, it it looked like they were picking up, and it towards the second the end of the first period, it felt like that the game was going to go differently. It felt like you know the Leafs yeah. were going to carry this momentum forward. Um, and the Leafs scored again with 137 to go. Matthew Nyes with his fifth of the season. Boy, is it nice to have that guy on on our team. Eh? Like, oh, yeah. He went into the, the Wild's end at one point, and he got checked, like, pretty hard. And the other guy, like, fell down, and Matthew Nyes, like, skated away with the puck. <laughs> Dude, he's <laughs> so big. good. Like, yeah. You know, you, and We think solid. of rookies always as being, like, smaller and yeah. not necessarily as physically dominant as, you know, the older players. Matthew Nyes is massive. Like, he, and I don't know if he, like, he, I think he's figuring out, like, how, just how big he is because he threw the and body quite a bit like, today. Built like a and brick yet, shithouse. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's just tough, tough to get off the puck and just tough to, you know, move around. And he's really yeah, good on the corners. Just, yeah. Uh, Matthews and uh, Nyes on that line one, they had a couple shifts where they were just amazing along the boards at just yep. retaining the puck and working through a pretty relentless defensive uh, checking by by the Wild, but they were just amazing there. That goal was beautiful, too. Yeah. Just and every single leaf on the ice was amazing there. Yeah, go ahead. And they've played, like, less than 10 games together as a line. You know what I mean? Like... For yeah. this to already be going as well as it is, and for Matthew Nice to be as young as he is, to be able to... I think the trick with playing with two players like Matthews and Marner, though, is you have to play simplistically, which is something that he's talked about in the media. People have asked him yeah. questions about it, and Matthew Nice has said, this is what I need to do, and he really seems to have a good understanding of that, and he's doing little things, making smart, short, but strong passes, like across the center of the ice to give everybody opportunities and then just kind of like standing within like eight feet in any, you know, within an eight foot yeah. radius of, of the, 
of the goal line and he, he's getting points he's getting opportunities and that that goal by him was just a perfect example of just being in the right place right time like yeah he does a good job finding open ice and that yes. play really starts with in the defensive zone uh on a breakout mccabe makes a pretty strong defensive uh play to initiate the breakout and then i think nice is the one to to make that first pass to exit the zone yeah and then in transition i want to shout out giordano here because he joins the rush yes which drops the the wild defenseman down low and nice just does a good job finding open ice marner beautiful pass to him yep. one timer was perfect and matthews was alone in front of the net too because geo took the other wild defenseman yep. to the i think right side of the net and matthews was there for a rebound if it was if it was there and like just perfectly executed play from defensive to ozone transition just smart hockey there all around and also on that play marner hit a milestone 400 assists shout out to him let's go yeah it it, it seemed like it seems like the more time they spend together the more opportunities like that that they're creating and they're very quickly pardon me they're very quickly becoming a line where they might not get opportunities like crazy every single day every single game or every single shift but when they get those opportunities it's starting to become more commonplace that they're capitalizing on them and not hitting a post not over not over skating yeah. the puck not overpassing the play like they're they seem to be really connecting i mean don't get me wrong are they at nikita kucherov level of playmaking as as a single unit no but you know it was the first real sequence where the Leafs made multiple short passes and it seemed to go really well in transition, like while they were moving. Not while they're on the power play, not while everybody's stapled in like like as a table hockey game. Like yeah. it looked like everybody was moving and the whole thing was moving faster than the wild can get their heads on straight. And they put it in the back of the puck, put it in the back of the net right before the end of the first period. And it and I think going into the first intermission with that play leading out the game, the end period where you didn't yeah. play very well and you were behind in shots, um, I imagine that that was kind of while they were relieved. I can't imagine that they felt super great about how they had played through the whole first twenty. Um, yeah. So let's talk about the second period, which I, again, I didn't have a lot of notes on uh, McCabe with the slash to start off um, the Mark Andre Fleury saved on Morgan Riley. Oh my gosh. Oh, need... that was a beauty. save. Oh. And I don't get, uh, we're going to take a little intermission from talking about the game here. I don't get why people still dismiss Mark Andre Fleury as being like, I would still say he's probably one of the top five goaltenders in the league. Just in terms of, like, well, consistency. It, like, is he older? Yes. But the fact of the matter is, is he's won cups before, and that's not an accident. And he's he's shown time and time again that he is, he is you know, he's right at, what, like, four wins behind Patrick Waugh? For... Yeah, he's clear. He's definitely a great goalie. This season, I think, is he's taken a little step back, at least with the stats-wise. I haven't really watched him all that much. But, but he's got, that... like, an eight. 80 is that because of the team he's playing on like they're being outscored like crazy because they haven't been able to create a lot of opportunity and the wild haven't been that good defensively like i also to I've, be fair philip gustafson who was great last year also has shitty numbers this year so right. it could just be you know the it play could in be front both. of them it could be both right and i actually forgot did you forget too that patrick maroon and zach bogosian were on the minute zach bogosian. Dude, i totally forgot about the, that he got the puck in the second period and i was just sitting there like is that Bogosian? <laughs> I totally forgot he was on them. Patrick Maroon, I remembered, but yeah. Bogosian was, came out of nowhere for me. The ghosts of yeah. Tampa Pass. I, I actually wrote that down in my notes. I was like, Wait, what? <laughs> Bogosian? I'm a little bit sad that the Leafs didn't pick him up on the waiver wire, but we were so close to the cap. And we will talk about cap stuff uh, in a little tiny bit. Um, and then Brody was called. Minnesota power play. Leafs kill it off. Marner got called for the slash. Yep. Uh, Minnesota power play again. The Leafs kill it off. And then Wall with a huge save on Kirill Kaprizov to end out the second period. Again, still 2-1. Um, that was... I have five notes about the second period. It <laughs> seemed like the Leafs were just playing... It felt like the Leafs were playing like the Islanders, where they're just playing keep away, and they're just trying to keep yeah. it out of their own end. That's what the I second think period felt. Yeah, after we went up 2-1, we sort of went back on our heels a bit, which yeah. isn't the greatest move when there's two full periods of hockey left. Um, we took a lot of penalties in that period. I don't think all of them were necessarily warranted. They might have been a little soft. Like the Marner one yeah. was definitely a slash. I'm glad was... we didn't get called for too many men because... 
that bench <laughs> setup was weird. Like it was. Can we there really were a briefly? Couple times where we were, I was like, really Ugh. briefly, I had totally spaced. Like I did watch. Like I watched highlights of the game the other day. I didn't realize yeah. that like the cameras were on the other side, and I was like, "Where's the bench?" And it's yeah, like, it is. No, a weird we're looking setup. at the officials and the penalty box on the other side instead. Um, and the other thing is like you know, especially in the second period, we took uh, what what was it three penalties yeah. in that period, and you have the long change there, which isn't great. Credit to the PK or, uh, yeah, just credit to the Leafs PK. They played pretty much all three of those penalties perfectly. Yeah. Like, I don't think the Wild got a few chances on their first power play, but the last two, I don't think they, like, got really anything. We cleared it every time we were getting changes in. So credit to the Leafs PK there. They really held us in there because special teams-wise, we gave up a lot of penalties. Yep, and stupid penalties. we came up pretty big getting a power play goal and killing off literally everything so yeah also that's it really yeah also everybody uh if you're hitting your questions in the chat we are going to answer your questions just a little bit we're going to answer them in the press conference at the end so please hold on to your questions also make sure you hit like and subscribe if you know somebody that's watching the game or maybe they were watching the cricket world cup uh which australia won and you want them to come watch some stuff about hockey then please our niche is going off on our group chat (laughs) (laughs) i actually have the i have the live score going i had the live score going he was so sad i'm sorry (laughs) <laughs> I'm an Australia fan, so I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Anyway, let's get back to hockey. So, end of the second period, the Leafs really felt like they were playing on the power on the power play, or sorry, on the penalty kill for so much of the second period. Even when they weren't on the PK, it felt like they were on the PK still. It felt like this kind of overwhelming and inescapable feeling of chasing and just trying to keep it out of our own end. And then the Leafs get an offside 34 seconds in. Willie gets a wonderful chance. Uh, the shots were 22-19 for Minnesota. So the Leafs even though they, they felt like they were being outchanced, when they did get their opportunities, they were getting shots on goal. It was just Marc-Andre Fleur was playing really well, honestly. And then Morgan Riley from Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner, four minutes and 22 seconds in. It was a really nice goal, man. Morgan Riley, boy, is he living up to that contract that he signed. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, He's excellent. so good. He's excellent. So good. And I never want to see him taking off a uh, power play one. You know, we'll talk about Klingberg later maybe, yeah. but... Uh... Riley is really good. Yeah. And then just a couple minutes later, unfortunately, the Minnesota Wilds start fighting back. Uh, Jake Middleton from the blue line. Again, almost an identical goal as the one earlier in the game by, um, by, where did I write his name? Oh my gosh. John Merrill. Oh my gosh. So almost the exact same spot right within five feet of the blue line. Lots of traffic in front and it goes high side on Joseph Wool. And unfortunately, uh, Zuccarillo got tangled up with McCabe. Yarn Crook had a really good chance, but then Matt Zuccarillo toes it in over the line and the yeah. Minnesota wild tied up with 11, 11 to go. Um, again, I wrote here, it felt like the Leafs were shorthanded in the first half of this of the of the third period even though <laughs> even though Morgan Riley scored yeah yeah uh, R- the Riley goal was good but yeah other than that wild controlled most of the play there if you yeah. look at like the money puck graph of like expected goals over the whole period or over the whole game it really just spikes on the leafs goals and then just consistently yeah. the wild are just going up we had what was the deserved to win portions of this game what was uh, the... i think Do 50 60% wild yeah, which like it, it lines an- up. <laughs> another goal, another game where the Leafs pretty much didn't deserve to win, and yet managed to squeak it out. Fortunately yeah. for us, but again, it is kind of unfortunate because, like, they were not the better team for a lot of this game. Now, again, the difference here is the star players, right? We get yeah, exactly. We get um, a Morgan Riley goal. We get uh, a Nice goal, and we get a Matthews goal. Matthews goal. You know, we and get then. two assistant captain goals, which is great. Um, and then you know the the prince of the Amazing. blue and yeah. the blue and yellow <laughs> bringing it out in overtime. Uh, looks like Keith has gotten the picture and again started um, Austin Matthews and Mitch Martyr and uh, Brody to start overtime, which was great. Don't get me wrong, I love David Camp, but mm, this is better. Even yeah. though the first half of overtime was kind of rough, like. Two minutes and thirty seconds in, I think the Leafs got like maybe one opportunity. Like they had, the Leafs had four shots with six thirteen to go in the third period. 
It felt yeah. like they, the Minnesota Wild were going to win. It really did. I'm glad yeah. that they got to overtime, but I was prepared to be talking about it. Yeah, I was worried that they were going to give up the 4-3 the goal in regulation, too. I will say on that 3-3 goal, the Zuccarello goal, uh, did you see the play, like, a minute before that where he punched McCabe in, like, yes. a skirmish? Yep. I don't think Zuccarello should have been on the ice for that goal. Probably like, not. That's a roughing penalty. And I will say, like, after the penalty, like, all of the least penalties that we took, the officiating, the officiating just, like, went away. Like, they didn't really call anything. It was yeah. just free reign. But, you know, I won't complain about the officiating too much. I was just kind of salty there. But uh, It was something I noticed, yeah. too. You weren't the only one. Let's yeah, it it, it, yeah. It was just it, you know, it was a it was a punch to the face. <laughs> like, yeah, it was pretty vicious. So. There was a missed call on uh, Morgan Riley as well, where yeah, he got hooked, hit, he got slashed, and it went up into his hands, and he was pretty pretty cheesed about that. Um, so let's talk about overtime. Uh, Austin Matthews with a really good chance. Morgan Riley with the L one R one Brody slides. Really good special. play there. Woo, saves the game for sure on a two-on-one yeah. breakaway. And then William Nylander, uh, he scores the goal. Now let's talk about this as we lead into the second half of this. Uh, make sure you do hit like and subscribe, everybody. Please, please, and thank you. So right before the stream started, uh, Armand and I were talking about, is William Nylander the best person at the NHL the EA NHL on the forehand all the way back to the backhand and then either right above the leg pad or five hole. Like it seems like as soon as he gets into the zone and it's between a defender who he's faster than and the goalie, he scores more often than not. Yeah. He's done that move multiple times, especially in OT. Yeah. If you, if a defender sees him like going fast I would just take a penalty. Like, it's a sure goal otherwise. <laughs> just, like, hook him, do whatever. Because this guy's he's money. He's money. Especially yeah. when he has speed coming down. Uh, you Mr. Know, the weak side Going, yeah, backhand, forehand, sliding it over. Like, it's... He's incredible, man. It, it's insane how clutch he is. Like, I, I just never feel... Like, we used to talk about how William Delander had bad games or bad stretches where he would look disengaged. Mm-hmm. I don't think we've seen that in like 80 plus games. Yeah. Definitely like not this season. Before last year, essentially. Like, he just, he's never had, like, he hasn't had an off game in so long. And it's amazing. And like, I was, I wrote in my notes that it's insane that like Marner is the quickest to, to 400 assists in Leafs history. Mm -hmm. William Nylander broke a franchise record for point streaks to, extend whatever um to start the season marner broke the point streak last season and neither of those guys are our best player yeah you know like it blows my mind how much skill this team has yep you know in terms of uh, like austin matthews tied uh for leading the goals and he's not even our best player right now this season william nylander is and it's like we have three guys that are just insanely good and it's sort of like i, I take it for granted sometimes that i'm such a like, so negative on this team which understandably, but it's insane how much uh, skill this team has. And like William Nylander is amazing, man. That move is, it's, it's even yeah, though, you know, it's coming, time. you know, yeah, it's, I mean, it's kind of like, it's kind of like an OV goal at the dot or like a Kucherov yeah. one timer. Like it's the Thanos. I am inevitable. That's what it feels like. And that's one of the good things about this team is that even when they aren't playing the, their best, because we have so many of those players, because we do, we have so many of those players and some of them aren't even, you know, in our, in our top two lines, right? Like, yeah, we have some really good players coming up in the system and that have been for a long time that only need one opportunity or yeah, in the, sometimes in the case of William insane. Nylander, sometimes in the, in the case of William Nylander, you only need one hand on your stick while you're <laughs> fending off the defender with your other hand. Like yeah. he's, he's, it's otherworldly how how capable he is with the with the puck on his stick in his left hand while he fends out the defender, pulls it back to his forehand, and then boom! Like I, even though it's you know it's coming, there is nothing you can do. And yeah. 
you know, we were talking again right before the stream started about how much we want him to resign. And I was really hoping that they were going to resign him while he was over there. I like, know. We, I think I'm we, so I think if you're watching this, if you're in the chat, if you're listening to this, um, you probably feel the same way that you were, even if you don't want to admit it to us or to yourself, you were hoping that he was resigning while he was in Sweden. Oh, 100%. I mean, and yeah, like, as you said, like, you just need one chance with those guys. And, yeah. you know, I think it's safe to say that the Leafs had a bad game when it comes to a process perspective tonight. Like, they they were outchanced, they were outpossessed for the majority of the game, but the Stars came through again, and they've consistently done that this season. And, you know, it's just great to see that in those moments, in those clutch moments where you just need a goal, we're getting it from, you know... From the people we should be getting it from. from the, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, it's, it's good to see that. Obviously, we want the process to be great. We want to have secondary scoring as well. We want to be defensively sound and... There are definitely improvements that need to be made uh, sure. within our defensive structure. You know, after tonight's game, I thought we were hemmed in tonight's quite a bit. Game. It's 1130. <laughs> <laughs> See, look, we've been conditioned. Ah, I know so I know. many people, so many people are like, oh, it's such a nice, it's so nice to like God have this in the morning. It, don't get me wrong. Like, I wouldn't be against having the occasional, like, Sunday morning game. Normally, Sundays are, like, my sacred sleep-in day, and I refuse to do anything on Sundays. But... What it yeah, what I don't get, it was like 2 p.m. Stockholm time. Like, yeah. it's not their night. I Like, why? No. Just move it later. <laughs> like, it's fine for them. Well, like, I and don't then understand. It's not like they're flying home because they have to play super soon. Like, the Leafs aren't playing <laughs> again until Friday. Friday, yeah. And then in, in a back-to-back -back there, too, so. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, like, our, our defensive structure needs work. But uh, today, like, the, the Stars came through. They got us two points again. And we come out of Sweden, you know, getting... Two wins out of two. Yep, four points. It's yeah, pretty four good. Points and we and that was what matters, right? And that like, was following up the a, a solid road trip and then a decent home stand. You know, we were we were all kind of worried about how these two games were going to go, and it's nice that we get to like have a few more days to recover, and then we get to go home play against uh, a team that has you know the the newest and best young player that, you know that's under twenty years old basically on the planet, which is nice. Oh yeah, and it'll that'll be an exciting game, but. I'm really pleased with how it went. I think the guys seem to be really enjoying uh, being in Sweden. I mean, how special was watching the the Leafs blueprint the other day where Matt Sundin yeah. comes in and, re and reads the card, like the starting lineup card, uh, and then he drops the puck today, and it was like, oh, man, like hitting me right in the feels. I didn't realize how badly I was butchering the Swedish names when he said, like, uh, Legacy and, and Yarncrook's name. And it was like Lagerson and, and Yane Crook or something. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, I've been butchering this for their entire careers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so what was it? There was a thing the other day where they were – it was the conference – oh, it was the um, the video with Kelly Yarncrook and, and William Nylander talking to, like, the kids. And they're, yeah. like, asking basic questions. And I've been, like, on Duolingo for a couple of weeks now. And I'm like, <laughs> I am so screwed. Like, yeah, for when you go to Sweden. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Now, everybody, I know everybody's like, oh, everybody speaks English there. I know, but it's like a point of pride. Whenever I go to different countries, I do my best yeah, to try, try and learn know. the language. Yeah. And, like, for the most part, you know, in Western Europe, you talk about, like, French, English, or French, Spanish, Italian. They're all kind of, like, you can fake it. Even, like, Catalan and stuff like that, like some of the dialects. Yeah. You can kind of, like, schmooze your way through that and figure it out if you know one of those languages very fairly baseline. Uh, yeah. uh, that is not the case in Swedish. Yeah. That is not the case in Swedish. And so, I mean, I mean, we, I think we've probably all seen some of the videos of Liam Nylander being out and the things that he's done while he's been home. Like him yeah, and someone, great. someone actually mentioned in the chat, um, earlier <laughs> him going, he should go on the Pat McAfee show in that white tank that was top. Flawed, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, and he's not wrong. Right. And it, it's. It's interesting because we know so little about like Stockholm's hockey culture. At least I do. If you know more, then then by all means, rub it in my face. But he's like a legit, like he's the equivalent of McDavid in Canada. That's him. Oh, he's a superstar. Yeah, he's a, he's Sweden. the guy. He's the guy. It seems like. I also loved the dueling uh, chance from Let's Go Wild to Go Leafs Go during the third period. That was great to see. Sweden's a great environment to, yeah. to be in. 
Yeah. And and all of the hockey fans seemed to be, like, just there for the vibes. Like, everyone seemed like they were having a good time no matter whose jersey they were wearing. Like, there was no one pissed off in the stands. It was so great. And yeah. it looked like it was cold in there. So I wonder if that, like, affected the ice because everybody talks about how bad the ice is in SBA. It looked like everybody was, like, wearing jackets in the Avicii Arena down in Stockholm. Yeah. Yeah, honestly. It, it looked chilly, so maybe the Leafs benefited <laughs> on that. I don't know. Whatever it was, the Leafs managed to pull out the win, and that was great. Um, so, everybody, make sure you get your questions in the chat. We're going to talk about one other subject very quickly, and then we're going to get to your questions and the press conference. So um, make sure you get your questions in on the chat, and we will pick the best ones and answer them. So let's very briefly talk about um, the long-lost number three, uh, John Klingberg. Um, yeah. more coming out about his injury and the potential longevity of it. The fact that, is he now been placed on IR? Is, is he on a LTIR at this point? We, I don't think he's on LTIR yet, okay. but, uh, Keith did come out to say that there was concern that it would be long-term for his injury. And right. I think that affects obviously his trade value as well. Um, but if there's a possibility to put him on LTIR, obviously that helps our cap situation quite a bit. Sure. Um, he did look hurt. I would say, like, I'm not surprised he's been hurt, but it's apparently something that he's been harboring for, you know, a few years. Right. And it's just been flaring up, I think. Uh, I think uh, when he... It's undisclosed, on, right? We don't know yeah, what body part We don't it know is. what it is. Right. And I don't think we'll ever know what it is. But he was on practice. Uh, I think it was said he was on the ice for practice for, like, five minutes, and then he just left. So it's clearly something that's been, you know, nagging him. Mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of jokes about, you know... Putting him on He's LTIR. Like injuring him, yeah. Uh, and being like, yeah, you're injured, bud. But I, I think it's like a legit injury. Um, yeah. I was... Yeah, I, I, was I will bo- say McCabe has been excellent on the right side yep. since coming back. And that's very nice to see because I was really worried about that. Having five left-hand shots. Mm-hmm. You know, three of our right D-men are, are left shots, right? So uh, he's settled in really nicely there, which is nice to see. Yeah, he's had a he's had a good couple of games, and honestly, not not just his play, but his engagement level. When yeah. there's been scrums in or around the net, he's been one of the most noticeable in terms of like not putting up with it, and yeah. actually pushing people behind the net and being involved and not being a jerk, not being like a rat, not being a Brad Marchand by any means, but just standing up and being like, no, 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 we're done here. And, like, actually using his stick and his body to get in the way, which has been very nice. Um, I definitely don't think that John Klingberg is... is, I don't think he's been injured intentionally. I think that maybe part of it (laughs) might be the fact that I think... I think Toronto has... It's well-known and well-advertised around the league and amongst players that Toronto has some of the best medical staff. So I imagine that there might have been, a you know, a case where this injury started to come up and then maybe he did some scans or whatever, and the medical team on the Leafs, which, again, is known and advertised as being some of the best in the whole in the whole of multiple... Like, MLSE is known... If we look at... Even though I don't really like talking about other sports on the stream, like, look at how MLSE's medical system took care of, like, Kawhi Leonard and how they were yeah. able to do that, right? And even Jake Muzzin, like, he came here and there was, like, existing problems, but they were able to get him through it. And then they were the ones that basically said, it's not really possible for you. I don't yeah. think this is a case of like, oh, John Klingberg is being held out, ha ha ha, for the playoffs, bring him back round one. Because, <laughs> I'm sorry to say this, he's not good enough not for that. Yeah. No, he's and, not Mark Stone, right? He's yeah, not. There's no point in playing through it when you're like a negative asset. No, you know, like, or bringing him back yeah. when he's going to be a net zero or a net negative, which is what he's been yeah. so far this season. Now, if heal he, up, yeah. And if he is been injured, then it does answer a lot of our questions, right? Yeah, um, 100%, yeah. Especially if it if it is a lingering injury or has been a long-term injury. So obviously, we don't want John Klingberg to be injured because it's never good. Even if we wanted to play him or we were going to trade him. Is the cap space nice? Sure. But I would rather have healthy hockey players that are playing well. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> We do have some questions in the chat. Yeah, Are hit, we it up. See hit it up. Ryan Reeves again. I do not think so. Not for a long time. Uh, I think the fourth line drew the first two penalties, the first two power plays we had in the first period. Yeah. They've been good. And honestly, like I was watching the Marlies yesterday. Steve's, in my opinion, probably going to get a call before Reeves sees us. Yeah. 
even like Kiefer Bellows, he's due to the Marlies, has been lighting it up. He's like 10 points in six games. Yeah. I would rather see him than Ryan Reeves. Like, the only time you bring Ryan Reeves out is if something happens in a game and uh, you know there's going to be a fight the next time you see them. That, right. That's really the only reason I could see him getting in. So, it, I, I, yeah, I, he, I could see like. I could see a similar situation where, like, maybe the Leafs have a scrappy game against one team and someone gets injured and then they're going to play them again in the next week. Maybe you play him then, but he's the fourth line ever since rotating him out for a couple of our younger prospects. They Have they looked like the best lines in hockey? No. But have they been a net negative? No. Like, it's just been more reliant. It seems like it's been scoring more. Even the third line, which didn't have a great game today, um, they did. They have been producing at a more significant and substantial and consistent rate than they were before. And it feels like, even without Reeves in the lineup, the Leafs are starting to deal with str- scrums a little bit more in their own end. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, without him even being on the on the very long Swedish benches, um, it seems like they're they're starting to, even if it's in a small, barely measurable way, it does seem like they're starting to push back a little bit more than they were previously, where now if, if someone's getting face washed, like someone will go in there and give someone a side check. You know what I mean? And even yeah. though that, like, it feels like such a stupid thing to be celebrating and talking about, like, oh, we're not letting our guys get punched in the face free now. Yay. Good job, boys. But it, <laughs> because it's been such a drought of that, it feels like we need to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I agree. I, I do think we can get that from, like, other people, not necessarily named Reeves. And I think mm-hmm. we have since he's been gone you know, a little bit of snot, as it were, uh, without Reeves in the in the lineup. But, you know, I could see, like, Reeves, I don't think we're going to send him to the Marlies, per se. I think he would most likely get traded just for doing him, like, a good thing. But, honestly, I don't know who takes him. So, if it does, if he does get sent to the Marlies, it's whatever. Like, it's 200k on our cap. It's pretty good cap savings. It's It's a variable contract, pretty much. So, I'm not really that worried. You can't worried. send Reeves down to the Marlies, though. He's too yeah, old. He's over no, no, 35. You uh, oh, you can. Because of the you, way his right. contract is structured, it's not considered a 35. Like, it's still variable. Uh, Fair enough. Because it's a multi-year deal, I think. I think it's three years or something like that. So I, I don't know exactly what the, the cap rules are surrounding right. that, but I did read that uh, we could get, like, 1.15 mil in cap savings, and he's got 1.35 or something. So right. you're spending 200 k and that that's fine to me. Like, yeah, it doesn't matter if I I just don't want him on the roster uh, for <laughs> like the starting lineup, you know. So yeah. that, that's it, really. Yeah. Um, tail and card. What are we gonna have to pay this guy? Uh, that's a good we'll question. We'll talk about that later, please. I don't like. At I this mean, point, is he gonna command? Like we were talking about ten in the off season, and we were like, is that too much? Yeah, and, and I know the Turns Leafs, out, no. It was reported that the Leafs came in with, like, a high eight or whatever. Right. That's blown out of the water now. Like, well blown out of the water. Like, I don't see him taking less than 10. He's, why, why would he? So he's, my he's comparis- been our best player. So my comparison in the offseason and to start the season and, to, and last season, the comparison for me was Timo Meyer. Yeah. And he is significantly playing better than Timo Myers right now. <laughs> so yeah. uh, I think that with every game that he plays, his salary gets ratcheted up just a, just a, a maybe it's only a sliver, but it is getting ratcheted up because he is playing like a man possessed. Like just he's been the least probably most consistent in terms of visible possession and visible overpowering of over of other teams so far this season like don't get me wrong austin matthews has had multiple hat tricks and i'm not dismissing that and i do still think that austin matthews is still over time probably the best leaf of at least this generation yeah having said that william nylander is is fighting for silver on that podium at least right now like I think he's he's been better than Marner this season. I think yes. he's been better than yep. Matthews this I season. Totally he's agree. clearly been the best Leaf within this stretch of whatever seventeen games. Mm-hmm. 
now obviously hot stretches don't increase your cap by you know four or five million but when it's a contract year it can it can yeah like you know and yep. we saw it for the entirety of last season as well so we're not talking about a super small sample size where he's been really elite like he was always good but now we're talking about someone who's the best you know top 20 in the league type of thing and yeah like i don't know what he's commanding i don't want to think about it really because no it's the timing really sucks with how john Tavares is still on the books for just a single year because if he if he expired this year too it'd be pretty easy to swap those caps around like i think that works but we have one year where we have to make a lot of cap into four players work. I and still that's think be tough. I still think that they could make if they had to sign it for like ten five. I think they could make it work. I do. They could make it work, I do. but the supporting cast is going to be I know, interesting. I know, but okay. So like William Nylander's making Domi, William Nylander's yeah. making what six point what right now? Six point six point nine. Six point nine. Right. So let's consider. John Klingberg not being signed. That's the difference. That's yeah. the difference. And so if you yeah, don't sign true. if you don't sign John Klingberg to another contract year, then you then right there you have the money. Now but do you want to go in to a season with William Legison being in your top six? It's one season. So far I wouldn't be against it, yes. Yeah, like he's a he he's been a phenomenal seventh D yep. man, and this is no disrespect to William Legison at all. But is it, it I- is it ideal? Fear. No. It's not ideal. Is but it ideal? It is no. better than losing it's better a top than losing- four player. Yes. Yeah, you know, like I do agree with that. You kind of just have to take the, the bad with the good yep. just for a season. You suck it up hope. for a season. You and suck also, it up for a season. Especially if we, you know, it's we're only seven this is a game. This is game 17. If 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 he doesn't, if this falls off, if William Legison all of a sudden turns into a ghost and is unplayable, then obviously it's a different conversation. But we're and, less than 20 games in, and so far he has been more consistent. He's been more reliable. He's been made better defensive and offensive choices. He has led the rush better. He has held the blue line better. He has played better than John Klingberg yeah, has right now. Again, 100%. am I banking on that in the playoffs? I don't know. We'll get there in March. But right now, like, I can't fathom being like, I would rather re-sign John Klingberg for another four-year oh, contract no, than, than pay William Nylander to come back. I don't think Klingberg's getting another contract with the Leafs, personally. But, it, it, like, Colin brings up a good point. It's one year, and you could use Marley's as well. And we do have a lot of Marley's that I think do. are Topi you know, knocking at the door. Topi Niemela, Miko Kokinen. If he keeps playing as well as he does, then there's a chance that maybe he is our seventh defenseman next year. And William yeah. Legison does that. And then again, if you're able to bury the Reeves contract or maybe you buy it out or whatever you do with that contract, maybe, whether you trade it or not, then you can make it work and it's worth it. Now, do we sign ourselves up for even more criticism if and when the Leafs lose games because of failed defense and only having like, you know, one of the lowest percentages spent on defense versus offense in the league? It'll suck for a year, guys, but you know what? Like, I would rather do that than than go watch William Nylander play in like a Rangers jersey. Oh, no. You you don't yeah, you don't lose William <laughs> Nylander for a you know fourth D. You know, like that's just that'd be stupid. You know, yeah. like a hundred percent resign William Nylander at whatever it costs. Yep. Uh, it's it's just I think it's it might be a little rough next year with our our cap situation, but that's. That's how it works. That's like, you know, you, it's it not going to be perfect. And honestly, I want to put more faith in some Marlies. You know, we I have to see give them Alex an opportunity. Steve I'm really sick of a, them sitting down there. It would be really yeah, nice. Yeah, like Alex Steves. Like, how old is Alex Steves? Like, he deserves to get an NHL opportunity That's at this point. I think he's question. 23 now. I was going right? to say like, he's 23 or 24. Like, that. that's the age where I think... A guy like Alex Steves, who showcased his ability in the AHL, probably deserves a shot now. Yeah. You know? And yep. no, a consistent shot. And, yep. you know, Robertson's obviously going to be full-time, I think, for as long... You know, as starting now, I think he's a full-time NHLer, really. Yes. Um, and he's obviously going to be up next year as well. Matthew Nyes is obviously on an ELC as well. You have very good value in some of the supporting cast here. Yep that we can really utilize and we yep. don't need to go out and sign Max Domi or Tyler Bertuzzi to larger contracts. Or Patrick Kane. Stop it. Or Patrick Kane. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. 
We well, you can rely. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And like, obviously, it's not ideal. I'd rather have a Max Domi than Alex Steves in the lineup. Yeah. You know, just from the, you know, it's just he's a better player, obviously. Yeah. But with that being said, when you are up against the cap, you you have to make. You have to make it work. And so I'm okay with relying on Marley's a little more next season. I think they've been really good this season. And uh, you can't let them sit there forever. Yeah. Like, you know, I think some of them deserve their shot. And if it's not going to be with this team, it's going to be with another team. Yep. You know, like they're not going to sit. Yeah. They're not going to sit there forever and just watch their career go by, especially their prime years, you know? They're. So, and next year, there's going to be all new people playing for the Marlies, too. Like, next year, Easton Cowan will be a Marley. Fraser Minton will probably be a Marley. Yeah, there's exactly. A, there's a chance they both fight for... There's a chance that they're for, Leafs. There's a ch- yeah. That's what I was going to say. There's a chance they're both fighting for roster spots on the Leafs. So, yeah. if there was... And Holmberg as well. Yeah, I totally if, forgot about Holmberg. If there, yeah. Exactly. If there was ever a year to skimp out on playing, on paying to bring some free agents in... This coming yeah, off season is this is the off season. Resign William Nylander, build around the edges yep. internally yep. with either league men contracts or ELCs. Or both. They can get it done. Yep. I'm sure of it. Yep. And then, you know, you work through that and you still have everybody else. And then John Tavares, you know, wanting to stay in Toronto, signs a team friendly contract. Max Domi having advertised that he wants to stay. And since he hasn't, he's been decent so far. He's been okay. He's put some. some put up some assists. He did score a goal, even though it doesn't technically count. Um, you know, maybe he resigns for a team friendly contract as well so that he can stay a leaf. Um, and then, you know, you can make all of that work. Uh, so I think that you suck it up and does it hurt? Sure. But is it better than the alternative in my not so educated, but humble opinion? Yes. So do we have any more good questions or should we, should we wrap this up here, buddy? Also, uh, yes, short out, shout out to Flo Jurgensen. I am wearing my Boreas Almig shirt for the game <laughs> yeah, today. Yeah, I love that shirt. Oh, yeah. it's so nice. I love it. It's great. I'm going to have to buy it in a hoodie, too, for when I go to to Sweden in May, which will be very exciting. <laughs> so, yeah. Yes, hip surgery is kind of a killer. Please, oh, uh, yeah. Brad True Living, if you somehow watch this, uh, please don't send Patrick Kane. Also, I would like to give a very, very, very small short shout out to... Steve Lynn, uh, SDPN Sports, for actually getting access to the uh, Leafs questions, being able to ask Sheldon Keefe there, and he is there. Uh, he was there for the last, he's been there since I think Wednesday. Um, Steve over in Sweden actually getting an opportunity to get credentials, go ask some of the Leafs players and management some questions. Um, that huge. It was huge. So yeah. um, congrats, Steve. And obviously, we're all stoked here at SDPN. Um, you know, Steve's, I'm not going to say Steve's a good friend of mine, but I like to see Steve, say Steve is my friend. And it was really neat to like hear the audio of being like, oh, Steve Glenn, STP in sports. And I was like, who is this guy? Who is this man? You are sit on a yeah. throne of lies. Um, so yeah, that was super exciting. So hopefully that's the start of many good things. I know that for the all-star weekend, there is all kinds of sorted plans regarding SDPN and all kinds of stuff for the all-star thing, but we will talk about that probably closer to the new year. So obviously Leafs finish the global series over in Stockholm, Sweden with a strong win four, three in overtime. Um, Again, winning a game that maybe they didn't deserve to, but we are grateful for the points. So for game over, uh, my name is Lauren Williamson. You can find me on Twitter at Lauren in the six. Armon, where can everybody my find you, buddy? My name is Armon. You can find me at Armon Puntiki on Twitter as well. That's right. And obviously we have been here for SCPN Sports. Please, guys, make sure you hit like and subscribe if you have liked this video. Thank you for watching. Good morning. I hope you had a great breakfast. I hope you had fun with us. And I hope you have a great rest of your weekend. We will see you back here on Friday after the Chicago Blackhawks game with Game Over Toronto. Have a great week, everybody. 